everybody, and welcome back. I am Oscar Barkas, and the bearded fellow next to me is Sam McFadden. And welcome in to episode 24 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. So, I know that as a listener, you're pretty used to us breaking promises. We are not very good at keeping to a schedule. or no, not at all. I mean, realistically, I don't know why you're still here. However, we've broken tradition. We have kept our promise this week. We got two episodes. Two in. episodes this week. I'm pretty proud of us. Yeah, so on now, I'm saying it here on air. You can write this down. Starting next week, five times a week, we'll be on air. Please don't write, write that, that down. down. <laughs> Please do not. That is not a contract. <laughs> uh, remember that we are not paid to do this. Mm-mm. No, sir. But Actually, if anyone wants to pay us to do this, yeah, we'd be yeah, more than happy to do it. More than happy. I think we're still about 800 streams away from making our first ten dollars. If we like if we put an ad in, something like so. that, and we're not going to do that. But to we you. don't do that because we care about our fans. We care about our listeners more than anything. Our listeners are way more worth it to us than ten dollars. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we're back. Um, looking forward to what should be just a lights out showdown Thursday night game. We've got the uh, one four and one Eagles yeah. versus the one and five, five Giants. Yeah, should be a barn burner. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. It's just I don't know. It, it's gonna be gross. It's gonna be so gross, and I still think there's gonna be fantasy value to be taken out of this sure, game. Sure, sure. There will be some fantasy value to. to I mean, I'll be with. watching. It's football. Yeah, sure. I don't know. It just seems like people already hate the Thursday game. Yeah. This was a poor choice for they the Thursday game. They typically are. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, last week we didn't have Thursday night football, and it was a weird adjustment. Thursday yeah. night I was like, it feels like I should put sports on right now. Uh-huh. There are none. After the world, or after the uh, ALDS game was over, yeah. no more sports for the day. And uh, so I was like, oh, Thursday night. No Thursday night game. It was canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind. That no, much. my Thursday was fine. I it, granted, it may partly be because we had Tuesday night football. Yeah. So I didn't feel like we were missing out on a whole lot, but still, my Thursday night felt fine. Yeah. I would. I would rather an extra game on Sunday. I or would too. A doubleheader on Monday. Doubleheader on Monday is what I would prefer, but uh, an extra game on Sunday I would prefer over Thursday night. Yeah, whatever whatever it needs to be, it makes the most sense for the teams also because yeah. it gives players a week of rest. Yeah, going from the Sunday it. night game to the Thursday night game, it sucks. It sucks. Sucks for these guys. Not to mention, a lot of people would be very happy. I know plenty of people who say I watch too much football. Yeah. When I turn on football three days a week, four days a week, if you count college football, cut one of those days out, people would be very happy. Yeah. So you know, just think about we'll it. We'll see. You know? uh, I don't. I don't think Roger makes that kind of call. I think that it's <laughs> there's whatever, too much money to be had. Yeah, I think it's minutes. whatever network pays the money most money for it. But that network could just say, "Hey, we're fine with another game on Monday." Yeah. Whatever. We got some quick questions for you here. We're gonna hop into our news really fast. We've got a news segment. Uh, we'll be maybe resurfacing over the next couple episodes and then our classic week seven projections um or this is week eight projections excuse me 
Uh, Sam, you want to get us started with a quick question? Yeah, I can I can start us off on this one. My quick question is about the LA Rams. Start off looking great. Have 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 looked good in a lot of games, but they're not doing so hot lately. Yeah. And their three wins are against uh, bad teams. Bad teams. The Cowboys, uh, the Eagles. Yep. And oof. Bad teams. I'll bad I'll teams. I'll, I'll yeah. look at it. You you keep going in your reasoning. Anyway. Uh, their three games that they've won are against are against bad teams. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm asking you is, when we started the season, I started to think, well, geez, the Rams are better than I thought they would be. Yeah. Are they? Were they? Was that fraudulent? Are they? Are they actually about where we thought they were in the in the start of the season? Just kind of helped them out a little bit. I. I don't know. I I still think that they're pretty good. I, I think that they're a pretty good team. As, I mean, I, it's now kind of a toss-up. I think that the 49ers are the better team in the NFC West, except they're so injury-ravaged. So, it's... I'm, they're I think, injury-ravaged? Just, the 49ers just beat them 24-16 yeah. while being injury-ravaged. Yeah. So... I still think that the there's a good chance that the Rams make the playoffs, but Cliff Kingsbury, uh, not Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay, the things that he was doing on the ground the first couple weeks have not been there. And I think that he as a coach is not as creative as we... I mean, he's, he's as creative. He just has to have things work in his way to be mm-hmm. able to be creative later in the game. Sure. So the ground game, it's got to keep being established. Otherwise, it's not... It's like Kyle Shanahan. If you took the ground game away from him, which is never going to work, no. it, it'd be a lot harder for him to be creative. I don't know. I The Rams are still a very talented team, and they have two, two probably the two best defensive players in the game right now. Certainly two of the best, for sure. I Listen, they, they're 4-2 right now. Yeah, Their they, four they, wins are against the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants. football team, and the Giants. Yeah, The worst so division in football. Yeah, yeah, it's the NFC East. They only beat the Cowboys by three. They 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 and beat was, the Eagles handily. They only, they beat the Giants 17-9. to nine. Yeah. Like, that's not a good win. So, I don't know. I, uh, it's, I'm going to need to see some more yeah. quality wins. It starts this week with the Bears. Yeah, sure does. But I'm gonna need some more quality wins. Yeah, I agree. I I I'm not ready to commit to them being good as I was earlier in the season. But I'm still not ready to write them off. I think that they're kind of a. I'll still call them a top half team, top sixteen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine with me. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. Their next two games are against the Bears and the Dolphins. So, we'll see. If if they lose either one of these games, I'm much lower on them. They should win both of these games if they're a good team. That's true. They should. Uh, but both those teams are sneaky good. All right. Well, my question for you is about teams that are already written off as bad. Um, okay. Excluding things that teams can offer, say you're a potential NFL head coaching candidate. Mm-hmm. Say you're Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. Yeah. 
probably the hottest head coaching candidate right now. Unless Josh McDaniels comes out and says he wants to go for it. There are a few other options. Sure. But say you're Eric Bieniemy. Looking at the teams, I mean, the Texans and Falcons are already looking for new head coaches. The Jets are going to be part of that list. You have to think the Vikings might be a part of that list. Yeah. And there will be, I'm going to say, at least two other teams added to that list. Maybe three. I don't know. I don't have specific teams in mind, but we only lost three head coaches last year, and normally that swings a lot the other way, the uh-huh. following. So say you're Eric Bieniemy, excluding things that teams can offer, like a portion of the ownership or things like that to make a job more appealing. Say you're just looking at the team as is. Okay. What is the most attractive landing spot? Because mm. you think with the Jets, you probably get Trevor Lawrence. There are uh, You've got a pretty good amount of draft picks. And they're going to start trading away players here pretty quick. Yeah. The Falcons have a lot of good superstar pieces, but the rest of that roster is in shambles. The Jags will probably be a landing spot. They've got a ton of picks. The Texans um, have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got to think... The most attractive landing spot is with Trevor Lawrence, wherever he lands. Whoever has that pick, that's the most attractive spot. New coach coming in, you get you're getting your one shot. You want to do it with that guy. Yeah. Because if you hire a new head coach and you bring in a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you got a couple years of leeway to figure things out before you do it. Yeah. Um, with a team like the Texans, if you go into there, you don't have a lot of draft capital. No. And you really need to have results. I don't know. That's that's up in the air for me. The Texans might not. You might have more leeway with the Texans. I don't think so. I think that generally the the rule of thumb is after you've had a head coach that's been around for a long time doing you know mediocre things. Bill O'Brien. Another good example is Cowboys with Jason Garrett. You get rid of him. Look at Mike McCarthy this year. There's no leeway there. No. I think there's a really good chance he gets fired. Yeah. Because. Things have there's been no no good results so far. Yeah. If Eric Bieniemy or anyone comes into this Texans job and they're and they go and they only get seven wins, six wins, like that, you go you have two mediocre years with the Texans as your their head coach, you're probably out of the job. Yeah. Fair enough. But Whereas with with Trevor Lawrence, a bad team. You got, with you Trevor got Lawrence, at you least got three years. Three. At least four, three years to yeah. figure it out. So I got I got to believe the whoever has the and number in one New pick, York, most yeah. likely. Whoever has the number one pick, that's the most attractive spot. Okay. Even though, I just like I wouldn't want to go anywhere near the Jets. Like, if they have the number one pick, it's enticing okay. to, to coach that guy. The Falcons look like a team that might be streaking towards that number one also. The Falcons will luck their way into a win. Yeah, but if the they Jets were that team, I think that they sure, would be if, my if, choice. If the Falcons had the number one pick and took Trevor Lawrence, then sure, I'd go to the Falcons. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, well, well, that'll be a situation that develops. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's get into our news here. We have 
Trent Brown, first of all, offensive lineman for the Raiders that was signed uh, for a big money deal from the Patriots. What was that, two years ago now? Yeah, two years. Just tested positive for coronavirus. Now that whole offensive line on the Raiders is in quarantine because of contact tracing. First of all, that that game, Raiders-Buccaneers, is in jeopardy. They actually moved it from the Sunday night game to the 3 p.m. slot just in case they have to move it around. Um, So that's a situation to monitor. I think that the game probably happens as long as there aren't more positives or if it's just along the offensive line that they have positives. But Jesus, Derek Carr going to get pummeled. (laughs) This Bucks D is so good. Like, yeah. If the if this offensive line can't play, I mean, talk about you're, you're gonna. This is gonna be an ugly game. It's, it's gonna, gonna be. be an it's gonna ugly get ugly. Game. It's gonna get ugly. It's fast. gonna be a huge Bucks defense game and a huge Ronald Jones game. Yeah. So hopefully they can get back. But if not, oof. You're not playing Derek Carr anyway. No, but, but you gotta oof. feel for the guy. And it's not Derek Carr only. I mean, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Josh, that was already a bad game. Yeah. Without without the entire starting offensive line, that's really tough. And we'll talk about Josh Jacobs in a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's it's tough for all, all involved. And, uh, you know, that's just going to be a blowout. Yeah. If, if that happens. Um, Antonio Brown's eight-game suspension is over after this week. Yeah. The caveat is the NFL is still investigating some of the sexual assault claims. Mm -hmm. I think that this was from the first one, but if there are more, he could get resuspended. But the Seahawks are among teams interested. And I think that if they signed Antonio Brown, first of all, the Seahawks are already NFC contenders. Mm -hmm. They're, They're a contender to win the NFC championship game. If they sign Antonio Brown, Russell Wilson might be the QB1 in fantasy. I mean, he was already on track yeah. to be basically a QB1, so why would... I mean, the AB signing isn't going to hurt him. This would hurt Tyler Lockett, in my mind. Sure, sure. But, I mean, it's all a question of how much do you think Antonio Brown is going to be... is going to impact the Seahawks. Um, I would say a lot. I'd, I'd say they move... To three wide receiver sets quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they, they might not be the... I mean, they're not the only team, but they're the uh, front runner, supposedly. Uh, we had a few big Ravens moves. First, they traded for Yannick Ngakwe. This ends the Vikings Ngakwe time. Sa- yeah, saga. saga. Uh, yeah. Not even a saga. It was six games. You can't call it a saga. The, the Vikings messed up. They traded more assets to the Jaguars to acquire Ngakwe than they traded Ngakwe for. Yeah. So it's they moved down around for six games of Ngakwe, which is a mistake now. Before the year started the Vikings thought they were contenders. Obviously they are not. Yeah. Um on top of that they also signed Des Bryant to their practice squad. Yes they did. Which tells me that they also believe what everyone else is thinking in that something is off with that passing game and they're hoping they can i mean they they thought about signing des last year yeah and they're just hoping something's left um yeah i don't know i don't think this adds a whole lot i'm not 
crazy about adding Dez to any teams right now. I don't see a I don't see a way for him to have a ton of fantasy value. Um, I don't think think him be. I mean, again, it's like AP. I don't think him being there is going to hurt Lamar Jackson or that passing game a, a whole bunch. Um, no, it it'll help. If Lamar. anything, if anything, he's going to be like a red zone threat guy. Yeah, and I think this actually, while AB adding to the Seahawks offense probably takes away from DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Dez would probably add to Hollywood just to get some of the pressure off on the other yeah. side of the field. Yeah, add to Hollywood, add to Mark Ingram. Yeah. He's just another guy out there that, you know, might Defenses be are going to be dangerous. a little scared of. Um, might be, at least put a guy on him. You know? Yeah. Austin Eckler, still on IR. Uh, Anthony Lynn was quoted saying that he is to be back later rather than sooner. Yeah. I mean... We saw the injury when it happened. Bad hamstring injury. Those are never good. Yeah, and they tend to linger. Even and when people come back, they tend to linger. They said that he'd be back in like three to four weeks originally. And there's just, I mean, I, we all knew that that was very up in the air when they said it. And yeah. now we have some confirmation there. Zach Ertz was injured in this past week's game. Uh, he's going to the IR. It looks like a three to four week injury there. Uh, that is an actual three to four week injury. Yeah. Um, Tough. It was right when he was starting to have. Starting a good game. to look a little better, um, but after these three to four weeks, it's week twelve, week thirteen. It's his contract year. If Dallas Goddard returns, he's supposed to return from injury week ten. If he returns well and looks like the tight end one on the team. I think that this is the end of Zach Ertz and the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Goddard's yeah. good. He's ca- he's shown that he's capable of doing it. Yeah, he should do that again. So Zach Ertz should be on his way out. Michael Thomas. We've had a lot of. It's been a tough year for Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah. He was the wide receiver one in fantasy and has not returned that whatsoever. Um, had the high ankle sprain. Yep. Then we found out last week he punched a teammate in practice. And yeah. just as he was coming off of all of that, he suffered a hamstring injury today and apparently was hot-headed as he was leaving the field. Um, so he seems unhappy. Yep, extremely. And is also injured. Um, so we'll see... So what my, happens so there. my new thing is you know drew Brees is going to play this year there's no guarantee he play, plays next year yeah. in fact i would say it's probably more likely he doesn't play next year yeah i mean we'll see it's getting if, more and more like that this is this is the year this yeah. is his last year and if he so once he's gone does michael thomas request a trade he's getting more and more unhappy that's a hard contract to trade i know they just signed alvin kamara to a couple year deal after Drew Brees leaves, things could really, really start Derail to turn around Saints. on the Saints because they have a ton of cap space put into the defense, which has not been looking very good. Michael they, have a, Thomas, they have a ton of cap space put all over. Yeah, and it's also like heavily front loaded or heavily back loaded. Yeah. So this cap will still be paying off for the next three or four years. So this will be yeah an interesting situation to watch. Um, some smaller injury news. DeAndre Hopkins and Joe Mixon have missed the past two days of practice. D Hop did this a few weeks ago and played on Sunday. Yep. 
Joe Mixon, I'm a little more worried about. He got injured on Sunday and never came back and has now missed two straight days of practice. Add Giovanni Bernard and have some backup option. Uh, as a Joe Mixon manager, this is scary. Yep, um, definitely. But, you know, if if it's a week off, it's a week off. They're playing the Browns, who have a really good run defense, so... Not like you're going to miss out on a ton, but he's one of your starters, so that's tough. Uh, Jamison Crowder and A.J. Brown both practiced yesterday, but did not practice today. Whereas A.J. Brown's teammate, Jenny Smith, tight end, uh, practiced in full today, which was a surprise to me. It was a surprise to me, too. Ab, uh, Noah Fant also was upgraded to a full participant today. Um, I'm not totally certain on the aj brown situation i do know jameson crowder his injury popped up in practice yesterday as a groin he didn't practice for the rest of that practice and he didn't practice today so um you know it's turning towards he's not going to play trending towards you need to watch and have a backup option for sure certainly uh yeah aj brown it was a knee injury I'm. It, 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 we'll see tomorrow if he plays. If he practices at all tomorrow, he's a start. Sure. Um, but that wraps up our injury news. We're gonna hop right into here to our over unders, which is a new segment that I mentioned earlier. Basically, we're gonna both present a over under situation for each skill position in fantasy: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Um. And the other is going to take the over or the under there. So I'll start here. Give yeah. give an example. Get us so mine is a pretty crazy line, in my opinion. Deshaun Watson over under three and a half total touchdowns on the ground or passing. Sure. They play the Packers, which is a pretty decent defense, but the Texans' offense has been rolling the past two weeks. Texans' offense has been looking great. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson has been looking a lot better. Um, what I will say is the Green Bay Packers have been, uh, what's the word? They've been, uh, playing above their pay grade. They're not as good as they've looked the, the first couple weeks of the season. That I am pretty confident on. Um, I think that, man, three and a half touchdowns, four touchdowns is a lot though. Sure is. Like he'd, all, he'd be all, a top five all quarterback All it takes like is... This. All it takes is for David Johnson to run in like one, and then. Yep. I I'm gonna say. Mm, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the under only because, as a general rule of thumb, I like it's just not quarterbacks don't run out and have four touchdowns a game, you know. Yeah. And they've been hot, and if someone was gonna do it this week, maybe it's Sean Watson. That wouldn't surprise me, but. I think the safe call here is so. If it was two and a half, if it was two and a half, I'd I'd take the over on two. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson, three touchdowns. I think three touchdowns is a good is a good marker. Okay, that's a great game. Yeah, against great game. You know, they're that's competitive. You know, so uh, we'll be I'll be interested to see how that works out. Uh, All right, my QB this week, Cam Newton. Did not look very good last week. Not at all. Um, Probably the one of the best, one of the worst coaching jobs I've ever seen from Bill Belichick. Yeah, he didn't look good. Uh, so the other thing is the passing attack for the Patriots really has not looked good all, for the majority of the season. Majority of the season. Yeah. 
Cam Newton over under one and a half passing touchdowns. Oof. That's tough. Yeah. The Patriots play the... They're they playing... Play the 49ers. Yeah. I'm going to take the under. Take the under on, t- on a... One and a half. One and a half? Okay. Yeah. The 49ers have a bad run defense and are especially weak against running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And after how bad Cam Newton looked last week, I think that Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are just going to have him try and run all over the Niners. I agree with you. Just for a little uh, background information for everyone who's thinking this is crazy, uh, Cam Newton has not had more than one passing touchdown yet this season. Yep. He's had two games so far where he doesn't have any passing touchdowns. And he's still been a pretty decent fantasy quarterback, at least before yeah. the... And he's had a bye, so it's only five games played. Yeah. He's had two of them with no no passing touchdowns, three with one. Yeah. So... Um, but he's doing it with his legs. Yes. That's why that's why he's been yeah. so productive fantasy-wise, is because of the production of the legs. He's gotten rushing, rushing touchdowns and everything like that. Um, but the passing game with the Patriots, you cannot count on. Nope. At all. Uh, my next guy here... Miles Sanders is out. We forgot to mention that earlier. Yes. Uh, along with Zach Ertz, he is out for this week's game for the Eagles. They're down to no one. Their backup running back is Boston Scott, who we saw was very productive at the end of last season with Miles Sanders out. Yep. I'm setting the over-under at 11.5 fantasy, half-point PPR points, half-point per reception. 11.5 fantasy points for a starting running back against the New York Giants. That's not that bad a line. Like, it's not that difficult to get. You know, he just needs. But it's also he just needs he a touchdown. He just needs a touchdown. Like, he hasn't done it this season because he's because no. Miles Sanders has been playing. Not when Miles Sa- Miles Sanders missed a week already. Oh yeah, well, who'd they play that week? He huh. had five and a, five point four points against. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. It, Eleven and a half. Like I don't think I don't think. The Giants aren't really scaring me away no. from running the ball. Their defense has definitely looked better than I thought it would this season, but it's not intimidating, no. I wouldn't say. It was uh, against the Rams. Against the Rams. He had 5.8 points. Yeah, I don't know. This is much easier. I think, I think he gets... I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown. I also think he gets some passing work here. Yeah, because he's everyone's need to. because yeah. everyone is injured. Like he's, he's he's a pretty good receiver. He's, he's one of the he's maybe the best option they got right now. Yeah, uh, maybe Travis Fulgham, maybe Deshaun Jackson. But Boston Scott has has played with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz likes him. Um, so yeah, I'll take the over on eleven and a half. All right. Um, all right. My running back for this week is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, we, we mentioned, we mentioned Mostert. on Tuesday that Raheem Mostert is likely to go on IR. At the very least, he's out a week or two. Yeah. Um, so it's back to the Jarek McKinnon show. He's been super super good when, when, he, when he's the guy. When he's the guy, he's been um, really good. Like we say in this podcast, uh, anyone running for the 49ers, starting for the 49ers, is going to be good. So yeah. uh, be, you, you should be able to play him. Um, I'm putting the over-under at 60 rushing yards for the game. Which is pretty high. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if he's... Oh, he might have hit that on a long play. He's had a couple break-off runs and catches um, this I, season. I think that I'm selling 
I think that I'm under 60 rushing yards. I still think that he, if this had been a points based, I think that he had, I would take the over most likely. Okay. Because he, I think that he's got a pretty good chance at a touchdown against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. I think that he will get some receiving work. Yeah. 60 rushing yards, especially they do have Jeff Wilson there. They have Jamichael Hasty, who's a sleeper candidate. Yep. I, I, I'm taking the under on rushing yards. Okay, so the two games he played without... Uh, Tevin Coleman. No, no, not Tevin Coleman. Without, without Raheem without Mostert. Without Raheem Mostert. He had 14 attempts in both the games. Uh, he had 38 yards in one, 54 in another. Uh, he's broken 60 yards once, and that was in a game he had three attempts. So he had to break off a touchdown. Run. Yeah. Um, so this would be his best rushing game of the season if he were able to do this. Yeah, um, I'm I'm under sixty, but I, like I said, he's still got a pretty good fantasy day in my mind. Oh, absolutely. All right, uh, moving on to receiver here, Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, over under eighty two and a half receiving yards, and that's a pretty high line, I will say. But all he needs is one, all he needs is one catch. He had a hundred and five receiving yards on four receptions last week. Yeah, but that was his first game breaking. I think sixty receiving yards this season. So, uh, they I were mean, playing the Falcons. He's gonna get. Oh yeah, he's playing. Yes, I'm taking the over on this. He's gonna get you know eight to ten targets guaranteed. Yep. In this game, he's gonna catch at least six of those targets. I think six targets to a guy like Kenny G, who's a top ten receiver in the league against Atlanta. Easily 82 yards. So I'm taking the over on this. I think he breaks 100 in this game and probably okay. a touchdown. Okay. So I I think he has a big game. I, I'm not so easily taking the over, but I think that he will hit 80 receiving yards. Yeah. He should the Falcons. Least, unless Matthew Stafford's real off or yeah. who knows. But he should. All right. My, uh, my wide receiver is Chase Claypool. Yeah. Fantasy darling. Oh, yeah. Come on, roaring onto the scene. He's the big man now. He's actually the highest projected wide receiver in Pittsburgh this week. Wow. Above Deontay and above Juju. Yep. Um, my over-under is in sleeper, this is the line, half PPR, 12.3 points. 12.3 half PPR. I can't. I can't take that. I'm under. few reasons. They're playing the Titans this week. They're playing the Titans. That's a tough matchup. Yep. There are four good receivers in Pittsburgh, which is another point. I think Juju is not paid this offseason. I think he's on another team next right. year. I mean, Deontay Johnson's going to get his. Juju's the slot receiver. And I think that Chase Claypool has shown that he's better than James Washington. He should be the other guy outside. Mm-hmm. However, I agree. It's going to take a few weeks. With everyone healthy, it's going to take a few weeks to get that. Deontay Johnson's a solid fantasy starter still. He's back from injury. He's healthy. I'm playing him. Everyone else, I don't know. And I can't I can't take 12.3 points. He'd, he'd have to score a touchdown again. Um, which or have a big breakout reception. Which he's been doing. Yeah. But I think that this week I'm taking the under. Little background, he had that breakout week, week five, 11 targets, seven receptions, 110 yards, three touchdowns. touchdowns. Should have been four touchdowns. No, uh, he had a rushing touchdown. Oh, yeah, should have been five touchdowns. That was what it was. 
He had four touchdowns. Um, in week six, he had four targets, four receptions, 74 yards, and then he ran in a touchdown. Um, and then this past week, it was one touchdown for four yards or something like that, right? Right. Um, my, my point being... I think the most indicative stat there is that he went back down to four targets, which is what he was at before the big breakout. Before Deontay Johnson got injured. Yeah. I think he's going to be getting, you know, five targets a game, probably. And he's a breakout guy. Something with that. But um, he is not a guy that I'm willing to say, hey, this is a consistent fantasy starter. I can't put him in every single uh, week. And I'm gonna have to also take the under on 12.3. Okay, okay. Um, also, although I don't think the Titans are that bad of a matchup for wide receivers, I don't. No, I believe, yeah, yeah. I believe I, they're, they're the uh, something like the 23rd best. Oh, jeez, their yeah, bottom that's, half. That's bad. Their bottom half. I just, you, I think of that secondary is pretty good. Um, yeah, I still, I still can't take that over. Uh, sticking with that game, Jonu Smith looks like he's going to play this week. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, we can sub in Anthony Ferkshire here because he showed he's more than capable as the backup tight end. Yep. Over, under, tight end, five and a half on the week. So that's just a top five tight end, which we've seen is not super hard to do. It is against oh, the Steelers. It is against the Steelers. I'm going to take the under. Under. I'm gonna take the under on on tight end five and a half. I I think the Steelers are going to come out in this game. They're one of the better def- They're maybe the probably the best defense the Titans have played. I think that uh, the Titans have been the most efficient off se- uh, uh, offense all season. Um, they've been incredible, and I think you know regression will come for them. Yeah. Not my only counter to that is. With the Steelers' run defense being so good, I think that the Titans are going to have to pass more. Maybe. But I think it all comes down to... I mean, in in all honesty, Jonas Smith, if he catches a touchdown in this game, he's, he's a probably five a top five, yeah. top five tight end. Um, but I'm saying he doesn't. I'm saying, right. he does, I'm saying he's kept I'm out I'm taking the, the over there. I almost set this at three and a half, so a top three tight end, so I'm glad I didn't. But I'm, I'm taking the over on a top five tight end. Yeah. All right. My tight end of the week is Darren Waller. Uh, they're playing the Bucks, as we've mentioned. Uh, the game that we said might end up being a blowout because of the current situation with their offensive line. My over/under is eight targets. <sighs> Thought press as being, Derek they're Carr's going to have to, have to throw the ball, the ball out. out. They're going to have to throw it fast. Yeah. Darren Waller is their best option. Yeah, he's so big. He just turns around and catches the ball five yards away right eight targets is so many that's a lot of targets but i mean he's that guy he is the target monster actually you know what i'm actually gonna change this line because he's had under eight targets two times two times and one of those games was uh again i don't know it doesn't matter i'm gonna bump it up to nine targets because uh He's averaging so eight he's, and a half. He's, over, he's averaging over ten targets a game. Over under eight and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Over under eight and a half targets. What do you think? 
I'll take the over. I mean, he's it's it's him or no one else because it's not like Henry Ruggs is going to be able to get open. There's no time for that. No. Um. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the over. I will also take the over. Well, Darren I like Miller should be a good play this week. Yeah, I I think most of these guys that we mentioned here should be pretty good plays. It's just do they hit these or not? Yeah. Uh. Well, I liked this segment, and we might revisit it. Um, see what we got right and wrong, mm-hmm. and then might bring it back next week or in the next couple weeks as a uh, something to talk about. But we do have our starts and sits here. We'll run through these pretty quick. We don't want to keep you guys too long. Yeah. But you want to get us started? Yeah, here? I'll start us off Thursday night. We've been talking about Giants Eagles. Oh yeah. Barnburner. My start of the week is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. We talked about him on Tuesday. Has been sneaky good. He has had over 20 points three weeks in a row. Uh, he's getting it done on the ground. He's doing it in garbage time through the air. Yeah, he's joined Kirk Cousins as the uh, garbage time quarterbacks to own. Yep. So I am I am perfectly fine if you have a Lamar Jackson or, you know, a, uh, if, you, There's no one else. if your starter no. was Phillip Rivers and he's on by. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I don't wish that on anyone. Uh, if your Carson starter was wins. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, sure. Or Phillip Rivers. No. You could start Carson Wentz this week against yep. the Giants. Uh, he should be fine. And if um, your starter was Phillip Rivers, keep Carson Wentz. Yeah, maybe keep just, maybe just leave yeah. Phillip Rivers on the waiver wire. Yeah, where he belongs. Uh, Lions-Falcons this week. Um, my start of the week is quarterbacks. I was shaky writing this one down because I've started to get less and less enthused with Matthew Stafford he's looked great as an NFL quarterback fantasy wise he's not the guy we saw in the first eight games of 2019 however these defenses suck um that's fair we talked about it with Kenny G I think Matthew Stafford I mean Matthew Stafford's the guy throwing him the ball uh Matt Ryan looked a lot better last week with Julio Jones back and Julio Jones is set to play again Start your quarterbacks. I think that this is a good... And these guys might be streamers just because they've been so volatile. Um, so pick them up if you can. They're I think they're good starts this week. Yeah, yeah. And it, Matt Ryan, he I, he's probably owned by most people, but you know he had a couple weeks there without Julio where he was not looking good. The general rule of thumb now is if he has Julio out there, he's probably going to be pretty good on the week. And if he doesn't, he's probably going to be pretty bad. Yeah. So... Um, so I'm absolutely down for both of those. Uh, for the next game, Browns, Bengals. The battle for Ohio. <sighs> Love it. Love it. I'm starting T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins to. has been getting a ton of targets. <laughs> yeah. um, he's been out there balling. Yeah. And uh, like we said earlier, Joe Mixon's most likely not going to play this week. The Browns have a good run defense. If the Bengals are competitive, they're going to have to throw the ball. And T. Higgins is... I mean, Tyler Boyd's probably the favorite target on that team. Yeah. But and T. Higgins AJ is Green looked right better there. last week, but I still think still. T. Higgins, that's his job now. Yeah. Uh, so you can absolutely fire him up. Also, I just want to mention Kareem Hunt is coming off of two lesser performances uh, after coming into the starting job off of uh, Nick Chubb's injury. And I just want to say he played against the Colts and the Steelers. Two very tough run defenses. Now he's playing against the Bengals, and he should eat. Sam is salivating Sunday. over he here. Should eat. He's a Kareem Hunt manager <laughs> he in our league of record. I am. 
Uh, um, and, you know, he's going to touch the ball 18 times. Minimum. And he's going to go out there and ball. The, the Bengals won't be able to stop him. I mean, yeah, it's Bengals. Yeah, so... Uh, speaking of teams not being able to stop anyone, let's talk about the Texans. <laughs> They're playing the Packers this week. Start everyone. I don't need to say anything else. Literally every position. Jordan Akins isn't playing, so that means start Darren Fells. That yep. was the only question mark, because you're starting both running backs, all the receiving options you have. Yep. Play everyone. Quarterbacks, obviously. Robert Tunyon's coming back. Get him out there. Funyon Tunyon. Funyon Tunyon. Uh, yeah, I think my bold prediction of the week is that both of these quarterbacks are top five quarterbacks on the week. Interesting. After a down week from Aaron Rodgers. Right. Uh, well, it's starting to look like that's just going to be the new norm with Texans yeah. games. So. Sure is. Hey, we know, we talk about it, I'm a Texans fan. I'm used to... 20 to 14 games out of the Texans. So if we get a bunch of like 40 point games the rest of the season, sure. we already know we're bad. Yeah, uh, make, so, make the games exciting. So to watch. my question is, what happens when t- when Sunday's game ends 20 to 14? Uh, the quarterbacks will not be top five quarterbacks. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, uh, next game is the Panthers Saints, uh, and I'm going to be sitting Emmanuel Sanders here. I uh, little personal anecdote here. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine in our league of record that I I always I always Oscar and me but, but actually let's name drop him. He was a guest. Yeah, two weeks our ago. guest two weeks ago, Connor, has Emmanuel Sanders on his team. Me, me and Oscar always try to uh, you know promote trading. In the yeah, league. you have trading to. makes the league and fun. actually actually there's up. been a ton of trades yeah, recently which we love. It's gone up. Yeah, but I I was I I have told. Connor multiple times that he should be trading Emmanuel Sanders. Three good weeks Coming in off a row. Three good weeks. He did. They did just have a buy, which makes it harder to trade. But still, people still do that. The main reason is because Michael Thomas is coming back. He may not play this game, but if he does, I'm sitting Emmanuel Sanders. It's the Panthers aren't that bad on. De- they really no. have not been playing uh, that as uh. bad as I thought they would on defense. Uh, and Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> He had three good games, but remember before that, he was not playing well at all. So you know, I'm I'm not willing, I'm not confident in him enough to say that with Michael Thomas, given what Drew Brees looks like, that he's going to get enough work to uh, to let him be you know usable on a yeah. weekly basis. No, and this week, speaking to the Panthers, I had to check Roswell Douglas, the guy from the Eagles mm-hmm. that looked bad with the Eagles. Has been playing out of his mind. Dante Jackson, I don't remember where he's from, but he's been playing well as, at corner. I think that this is just a big Alvin Kamara game. I, I I don't know that I trust anyone else on that offense. Yeah, I mean, if Michael Thomas plays, put him in. I don't think he does, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Connor, trade Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> Seriously, dude, missing, missing your opportunity. Uh, Bill's Jets. So we've talked about the Bills a lot on here. The team, especially the defense, has been pretty disappointing of late. Um, but it's still the Jets. So sit every single Jet you have. Especially if Jamison Crowder isn't playing, who I show me your team if you're playing someone on that. They're oh, 
Uh, very bad. They're super bad. Don't play anyone on the Jets. He's right. If Jameson Crowder's playing, I like Jameson Crowder. I think yeah, he has yeah, yeah. If, if Crowder's playing, but it looks he's like he's super not talented, play. but he's not going to. So uh, sit every Jet. Next game is the Steelers-Titans. This is looking like it's going to be, a, it should be hopefully a great game. A couple undefeated teams. I'm starting Deontay Johnson. He's coming back. He's back off of injury. He's been fully, uh, he's been fully at practice the last couple of days. And we saw before he, he got injured, I think a, a, the Chase Claypool breakout has scared some people. But he's going to come back, and he's going to have eight or more targets. Oh, I'm confident Easily. That. And easily. We talked he's about the so Titan- good. We talked about the Titans. They're a bottom half uh, pass defense. They're letting wide, wide receivers are getting points against them. Deontay Johnson is going to be the high. And unless Chase Claypool has a crazy big play, I'm confident Deontay Johnson's the highest scoring uh wide receiver on this team this week yeah um and then also uh start whoever whoever ends up playing tight end for the titans so if, Even if john they're not a top five tight end well Sam? you know there's a couple other numbers after five before 12 what? that are in there <laughs> uh that you know if if a receiving option for the steelers is gonna or for the titans is gonna work out it's probably gonna be them so yeah uh, my next game here is the Cowboys and the football team, the Washingtons, as I've heard people start calling them, which is hilarious. Yeah. Start your defenses here. <laughs> and this is really funny because both of these defenses are very bad. Not but great. you know that Kyle Allen has an average two turnovers in every game he's started in his NFL career? I did not know that, but... It's not that surprising. No, no, he fumbles the ball like a maniac. Um, and, you know, former Aggie, got to give him his respects. He's he's managed to start for two separate NFL teams now, yep. so good for him. He did something to Ron Rivera. Yeah, I guess. Um, and so the Cowboys' defense should be decent this week. At least if they're giving up a ton of yards, they're going to... I could see Trevon Diggs get a pick six, maybe. Sure, sure. Um, the football team defense is playing against what is now one of the most injury-ravaged offensive lines in football, becoming one of the worst offensive lines in football. Yep. And Andy Dalton got killed last week against the Cardinals. And I'd say that the Washington front seven is way better than the Cardinals I would also seven. say that. I would also mention that uh, we ha- the Cowboys have the worst turnover differential this far in the season since uh, 2005. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this should be... I wouldn't be surprised if we see three turnovers, at least in this game. Yep. And uh, I I would count on five-plus sacks from the football team. Yeah. So it should, is... should be a good spot for either of the defenses. Yep. All right, my next game is the Bucks Raiders. Um, Remember that this is up in the air still. So. Yeah, so make sure you're paying attention to that as it progresses. My sit is Josh Jacobs, if possible. I know it's not possible on most teams. He's really kind of a must-start guy uh, oh, yeah. for, for yeah, just about everyone. Him in the first him. round or second round. Um, but if if you can, if you have an Antonio Gibson or a you know someone in that range who's been all right, not super incredible, but not not bad at all, I would play them in a better matchup than rather than put Josh Jacobs out there. He's projected um, fourteen points, a little over fourteen points. I'm taking the under, and I would take the under. On yeah, that. so it would it would take some serious work in the passing game for him to do that well. Yeah, 
Chiefs-Broncos is the next matchup we're going to talk about. The Broncos coming off a big 18-6 win this past week. Horrible game. Yep. Uh, but I am starting Melvin Gordon. And almost every running back that's played the Chiefs this year has done really well. David Johnson has his biggest game against them. Josh Jacobs had one of his biggest games against them. Yep. Damian Harris had his coming out party there. Yep. Um, so if you're going to beat the Chiefs, it's on the ground because they're letting you be, yep. beat them on the ground because it kills all the clock and lets them win. Uh, so start Melvin Gordon. I just would like to mention right now, because I've been saying it more and more, I am I am of the belief that the Chiefs' defense is fragile. It's not very good at all. Um, okay. I think you can throw on them and run on them just fine. Uh, so I'm also fine if no offense plays played no offense. Oh yeah, and if no Jerry offense Judy is too, out I'm fine there. with Jerry Judy mm, as well. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm cool with Jerry Judy about um, Jerry Judy. I, you know, I I think that the Chiefs are going to score a ton, pr- plenty, a ton. They're going to be wanting to throw the ball. This is enough. Le'Veon Bell's first game with the Chiefs, also, so that's exciting. Yeah, but... You know, the Broncos' run think, defense is really good. I, yeah, I'm, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to get that much work this week. But it's a, exciting. It's, it's certainly... Be, if you own Le'Veon Bell, you have that TV on, be watching every single touch he gets. So. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, next game for me, 49ers and Patriots. Patriots coming off a really bad game. 49ers coming off a nice win after a bad game. Um, I'm starting Jerick McKinnon, who I already talked about, so I don't feel like I really needed to say much more about him. Um, I'm also sitting Pat's receivers for the same reasons I talked about earlier with Cam Newton. The passing game hasn't worked. No. I mean, Julian Edelman, he had one great game uh, week two, yeah. and since then, he scored less than six points every week. I think that I think that if you're going to play someone, it's going to be Julian Edelman. Sure, just because sure. he's, I mean, he's going to get some targets. Um, but Nikhil Harry, man, the Pats are not good at drafting receivers. No, they're they're not throwing the ball that much. They're no. really not. Even when no. they were down against the Broncos, they didn't throw the ball that much. Yeah. So it's they're they're not going to let people force them to throw the ball that much. They know what they have to do to win, and it's on the ground. Yeah. I bet they are regretting not drafting DK Metcalf or AJ Brown though. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Or Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Moving on though, Jags Chargers. Um, I think that this is a big blowout, if I'm going to be honest. I think the Chargers, even though it's a rookie quarterback, there's a lot of variance there. I, I That offense has looked really good since Her- Herbert took over, even yeah. though they haven't lost and they haven't won yet with him. I think that this is the week that it happens. Um, so, I mean, you know who to start on the Chargers, Keenan Allen. Hunter Henry is probably a good uh, option to get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But people are still, I think Mike Williams is still only rostered in like 40% of leagues. And right. I understand that because he had a tough year last year. He hadn't done much until he was injured until this last week's game before the bye. But he had 100 yards and two touchdowns two weeks ago. And you should feel comfortable starting him against the Jaguars. The Jaguars' defense is bad. Yeah. Really. It, it really is. Um, yeah. And Mike Williams is pretty dang good. So that's, sure as, that's as easy as I think, it is. I think Keenan Allen sees uh, what, uh, the corner that was drafted 10th overall. Oh, C.J. Henderson. Yeah. 
who hasn't been that great, but I think he's the best corner on the team, and that means that Mike Williams gets the second best corner on the team, which is all he needs. <laughs> not good. Uh, I, I will disagree, disagree with you here uh, with one uh, part of your analysis, and that's that I don't think it's a blowout because the Chargers always find a way. You're right. They always find. They a way. always find a and way. That, not, not. I'm not saying that the Jaguars are going to look great, like from a homer perspective. Simply, the Chargers find a way to almost lose or lose games. That, that defense they is win. so good. The defense should be so good, I even know. with all the injuries. I that, know. This game should be it one should, of the biggest blowouts of the week. Yeah, but, but I don't think it will. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, th- that being said, the Jaguars have looked like. They've been almost giving the Jets a run for their money the last two weeks as worst team in the league. Yeah. They've looked terrible. So if they look like that again, sure, it'll be a blowout, but I don't think they do. I'm in on the Chargers looking like a much better team second half of the season. But Okay. okay. Uh, all right, Seahawks-Cardinals. My start of the week here is Christian Kirk. We saw it last week. He had a great game, deep threat, huge, huge touchdown. deep touchdown. Yeah, um, and the Seahawks happened to be terrible. Against the pass. First of all, the Seahawks defense in general, not great. Yeah. Their secondary, really not great. Yeah. Uh, deep th- Against deep throws, terrible. Really terrible. bad. So, um, and the deep threat on the Cardinals is not DeAndre Hopkins. No, it's Christian Kirk. It's Christian Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he hasn't played the last two weeks, so there's a chance he doesn't play. He probably does. Even if he does, Christian Kirk is still going to get a couple of deep targets. If he hits on one of them, yeah. you're happy. He's a top 24 receiver. So Yeah, you know, I will say he's received, I think, less than a 13% target share all season, sure. even this past week. To be fair, the Cardinals aren't throwing a lot. No. And Kyler's a good good quarterback. We can all agree, good quarterback. If he starts chucking down the field to Christian Kirk, which they might have to do against the Seahawks, big things happen. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, last game here on Monday night is the Bears-Rams. We talked about it earlier. The Rams can't get the ground game working out, and I don't think it happens against the Bears. Akeem Hicks is one of the best and most underrated defensive players in the league. He's such a good defensive tackle. And with this three-headed monster, quote-unquote, that we've got going there, I'm not comfortable. It's a different guy every week. Mm-hmm. And even when a guy is, quote-unquote, the guy... It's been iffy. Yeah, and you can't even trust what they're saying. Like, Sean McVay, everyone was going nuts because Sean McVay was like, yeah, K-Makers is going to have a bigger role. Was on the Zero field for carries. one snap. Was on the field for one snap. So yeah. how, how the heck are you going to trust anyone there? Yeah, I think that this is a game that kind of drives some pretty hard narratives. Whoever wins this game is going to be seen as a good team. Yep. Whoever loses this game is going to be seen as a bad team. Yeah, um, that's fair. Um, so so. I, I, I'm interested. This is going to be a really good Monday night game. Not because either one of these teams is like super good, but because both are sitting at 5-1 and one and 4-2 and two in the race for the NFC Championship. This should be a... I, I think it'll be a pretty good game. It's. I mean, I think... But both, don't, don't start your Rams running backs. Both these teams are going to make the playoffs, yeah. which is just weird to me. Because... Yeah. That doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like they're that good. No. Um, so, that'll be entertaining to watch. But that does wrap us up here. We do appreciate y'all tuning into us twice this week. I know. Um, exciting stuff. Who in knows? My eyes. Maybe we'll mess around and do this again sometime. 
I think we should. I, I think that this might be, a, uh, this should be a weekly thing. Yeah. Two, two a week. Yeah. I like the idea of it. Certainly. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see if we'll it see if it gets put into practice. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to us again. Um, please never hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter at SOS fantasy pod. Yeah. We'd love we, to hear. We from love you guys. interacting with you guys. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to keep putting these out for you guys. Yeah. We'll catch you Tuesday. And, uh, Really try and enjoy the Thursday night game because it should be a blast. Yeah. All right. See you guys.